Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., podcast in which we each pick a game and talk about it. I'm your host, Leo, joined by my co-host, Nathan. What's up? This week, we are playing Adventures of Mana and The Legend of Zelda. On to the news, I guess. This week is fairly news light. It's probably a little bit more deep than uh, last week's news, but it is still relatively light. Uh, next week, we'll have a lot more news because the future game show is Thursday, so the day before this goes up, oh well. <laughs> So, we'll probably have a much longer news session next week going over the future game show stuff, as well as a few more things that might end up happening throughout that week. Also, later on in the episode, I will do a small update on uh, Strangers in Paradise, because I said I would. Um, yeah, other than that, I think we're good to go. On to the news. So the first thing that's kind of happened was a spiritual successor to Until Dawn was announced, called The Quarry. Oh, yeah, I saw the trailer for that. It looks so good. It does look good. I mean, so was The Man of Madan and those games not a spiritual successor to Until Dawn? I, I wouldn't say a true spiritual successor, because Until Dawn was, like, very refined, and it flowed really good. True. But Man of Madan was just, like, the acting was shitty. The there were so many glitches, and it was just like so stiff. Barely any gameplay at all. Okay, That's so fair. I wouldn't really call it a successor to Until Dawn. Mm. Not nearly as long, too. So, but oh, tr- true. But this this one's supposed to be like as long as Until Dawn. Okay, right. I wonder if it's going to have a similar or maybe even improved uh, structure system as Until Dawn. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I still I still actually need to play it until dawn myself. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> oh well, maybe it's something that you could stream sometime. I should, huh? You should. 
I yeah. should just stream again. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the last time either of us streamed was uh, when you tried to play Twilight Princess and I tried to play Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Moving on. I guess technically speaking of streaming, uh, popular streaming game Fortnite has recently gotten a new update. It's getting those frequently. It's on Chapter 3 now, uh, Part 2. Wow. Uh, and they've removed building. Yeah, because it was kind of fucking OG. You mean OP? Yeah, not OG, <laughs> OP. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because that was kind of its its USP, you know, its unique selling point. It it was, yeah, it was like it was a, Battle Royale, but you can build a tower and snipe from miles away. Yeah, I mean, that was their intention until people learned how to exploit it. Well, yeah, but I think it's mostly because they've added so much random shit to the game that technically building it has become obsolete because they've added grappling hooks. Um, they have fucking Doctor Strange in it right now, so... <laughs> A lot, a lot of redundancies are kind of coming into where building has kind of fallen to the wayside. Yeah, I and get that. from all reports, it, it was a it was a good move. Like people are actually really enjoying it without the towers. So, to each their own. A new Witcher game was announced. It is going to be done in Unreal Engine Five. It was literally just announced. They said um, they're moving from like today announced. Nah, it was announced on Monday. Oh. So, they announced that it's in development. It's going to be on Unreal Engine 5. They're moving to Unreal Engine 5 from uh, whatever engine they were building and doing Cyberpunk 2077 in. But they promised that all future updates of 2077 will be done in the same engine, and it's just kind of like, well, no shit. (laughs) Unless you're going to port the entire game over to a new engine you're gonna do it in the old engine. Yeah, like, it, it's already glitchy enough, not... But, like, you don't want to be driving the streets and have, like, different engine presets. Yeah. It's, so, it's, and it just look weird. Yeah. But, I'm excited. I enjoy the Witcher games, uh, mostly. I've played a bit of one, not... I haven't played two yet, and I've played a bit of three. I'm waiting for the PS5 version of three to come out so I can play it on, on there. Yeah. I haven't played any of them. Oh, they're good. They they take a little bit of wrapping your mind around sometimes, but they're they're pretty good. Um, Godfall is coming to PC and Xbox. That's cool. God, yeah, Godfall's that um, like four person multiplayer, uh, looter fighter thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a weird ass thing, but but yeah no it, it's now coming to PC and Xbox so PlayStation no longer has exclusivity to it but at the same time it's, uh, it was it was kind of a meh game it was an okay game from all accounts uh, then just today as we're, we're recording this uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has been announced what? what is uh, that? so that is a Dead by Daylight Friday the 13th-esque game but where... Ghostbusters? But Ghostbusters. So four people are the Ghostbusters and one person is a ghost. Yo, that's dope. Yes. Now, having watched the trailer, it also is like a pseudo-sequel to the most recent movie, Afterlife. Because it has um, 
Dan Aykroyd's character's uh, bookshop and mm-hmm. has Ernie Hudson in the in the fire station. So I think that's kind of cool, but it, it looks really good. <laughs> I'll be honest. It I'll, sounds like I'll, the quintessential kind of Ghostbusters game. I love Ghostbusters, dude. And the last oh, yeah, game no. they made wasn't really that great. Nah, it, it wasn't. But so, so this is actually being made by the developers of the Friday the 13th game. You know, oh, where one nice. person's Jason and then everyone else is counselors. Yeah. My only hope is that the studios don't be assholes. What do you mean? <laughs> because, so the Friday the 13th game had to be, well, all of its planned updates were canceled and all of, pretty much the game has been dead for ages. I think they actually shut down the servers recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's not the developer's fault. It's mostly because there was a lawsuit going on at the time between the two kind of creators of the original movie Mm -hmm. as to who had the rights to the franchise and, you know, what could be done with it. Right. Uh, That has recently been settled and should potentially lead to more Friday the 13th movies and properties and whatnot, but sadly... All of that drama and everything killed that game. And hopefully that doesn't happen with this. And it shouldn't, theoretically. Um, I hope not. But yeah, sometime you should look up a trailer for it. It actually looks really, really fun. In fact, one of the characters that you play as kind of looks like uh, Leslie Jones's character from the 2016 Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. Which I find, which I find kind of fun. Then the last two bits of news... Uh, one doesn't really count, uh, because we'll be talking about it next week, and that is the Future Games show. Um, that happens on Thursday. I'll keep a close eye on it, and I will take as many notes as I can, and then we'll discuss it next week. Hmm. And then other than that, on Friday, Ghostwire Tokyo releases. Hopefully it's good. It's Thursday, I'm pretty sure. Well, it, it releases Thursday night, you know, midnight release, etc. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, there's that. Then the final kind of bit is it has finally turned spring. So some things that we can expect. One, the future game show. Two, uh, we at some point between this next month or even sometime in May, we should hopefully hear something about Final Fantasy XVI. Fingers crossed. Should be sometime probably in April. I'm sorry, no. Yes. Late. Mm, yes. Late April, early May. And then, of course, April is big old Kingdom Hearts time. So, yeah. So something I wanted to ask. With Kingdom Hearts' uh, 20th anniversary kind of around the corner, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping will be announced in April? Oh, God. I just... Number four would be great, obviously, but I wouldn't mind, like, another, like, side spinoff, you know? Mm. If there's something on the level of... Dream Drop Distance. As long as, as long as they've kind of gotten over their habit of uh, putting it on niche hardware, I think I, I'll look forward to it. I mean, them doing some niche gameplay styles is still, you know, on par. But hopefully, they kind of wean it back a little bit. Or at least uh, another cool thing would be like a like a Kingdom Hearts three uh, graphic remake of one of the games. That would be cool. Like number like if, one or number two? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. 
there would be a lot of overhauling to do there. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, like take take that time to actually like expand the worlds yeah. more for like say number one. Yeah, but at the same time, with with Kingdom Hearts three, there were some minor annoyances that I had with some of those worlds. Oh yeah. Well, namely Traverse Town. You can't go to the goddamn clock tower. Oh, Twilight Town? Yes, Twilight Town. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, the worlds that you expected to already be open world wasn't open world. Yeah. Like... They literally could have just taken the maps from number two for Twilight Town and just stitched them together. Yeah. And, like, the fact that people are modding an entire Twilight Town... It's just sad that the actual developers couldn't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, they were kind of... While you do visit it, like, a few times, they probably had more pressing matters to attend to than, you know, Twilight Town. Yeah, they probably what they were thinking was, oh, the audience knows Twilight Town all too well now, so let's focus yeah, I... more on the new Disney World and make them bigger. Yeah, we have to make Olympus huge now. So, yeah. oh well. <laughs> I don't know, I'm I'm hoping for at least a game announcement. And hopefully that news that they're well underway with it. Which, yeah. man, they are working Nam- Namura hard, aren't they? Dude, that guy's strong. Let me tell ya. Yeah, he, he did some character designs for Strangers of Paradise. He did Final Fantasy Remake and is working on Final Fantasy Remake 2. I think he had his toes in Final Fantasy 16 a little bit, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, and then, of course, Kingdom Hearts, which he probably keeps in a dream journal close to his heart. Yeah, right next to his bed. <laughs> Every night, he goes to sleep, and whenever he has a weird dream, he wakes up and just scribbles it down. He's like, yes, this you will know, fuck with him. I, I bet that wouldn't be too far off, because... Because Kingdom Hearts got fucking wild story-wise. It, it It is so fun and weird. But it, like, thinking back from the previous games, like, it all still connects very well. It does. It's really nice. And I like that there's a lot of callback and integration of old stuff yeah. to make sure that it does connect. Which it's like, it's almost been two decades since the game released, so that's insane. Yeah, two decades next month. And that and that's saying how old we're getting to. <laughs> yeah, it is, sadly. Uh, but with that, we are through with the news for this week. Like I said, fairly light and fairly inoffensive. <laughs> so where would you like to start this week? I don't have a whole lot to talk about with Zelda. Okay. So you can you can go ahead and start. I'm sure you have more to talk about. I do. Uh, not necessarily uh, glowing reviews or anything. I did... So it's one of those games that... So again, I, I played Adventures of Mana. Um, okay, wait, real quick. Yeah. I know I know absolutely nothing of this series, so what is it? Of the Mana series? Yeah, what is it? So the Adventures of Mana series started off as a spin-off of the Final Fantasy series. Okay. For the Game Boy... Yeah, for the Game Boy. It got a remake for the Game Boy Advance that wasn't terribly great. Called the so it was originally called Final Fantasy Adventure, or uh, the Japanese title was like the Holy Sword Final Fantasy Adventure. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, so that's why when it was first remade, it was called the Sword of Mana, 
but it made a lot of changes to like the story and pacing and everything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't really like that. And then the Adventures of Mana is the most recent release of it, and it's more faithful to the original game. And it was only released... The, the Adventures of Mana was only released on iOS, Android, and PS Vita. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit awkward to work around, especially when I first sat down to start playing it for this. And I came across a, a glitch immediately where the button controls weren't working, so I had to do everything touch. And it was just not not doing it for me. Oh my <laughs> so I had to like, restart the game and then go. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Basically, I think it was just that they kind of wanted a nice, simple kind of Final Fantasy game for the Game Boy. Yeah. So they kind of threw this together, and it's it was very much Final Fantasy in name only. <laughs> because the gameplay was wildly different, the style was quite different. I mean, there's like references to Chocobos and like very tangential links to Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. but it very much... It's more of a Zelda game, if anything. <laughs> yeah, so it has the top-down perspective. Uh, you don't go into, like, a battle screen. You just kind of, you know, swipe at them on in the overworld. But I, overall, it's not too bad. My The biggest comparison that I had, or the analogy I had made up, was if you take, like, the original Final Fantasy and the original Legend of Zelda, and they had a baby... And then that baby didn't aspire to do anything other than what its parents <laughs> kind of vaguely touched. So it just kind of became mediocre. It thought it knew it, what it was doing, but it just lost its way. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it just didn't quite reach the level or try to do anything really terribly different. <laughs> like the with Legend of Zelda, especially the first one, and well, really most of them. You're just kind of dropped in and just kind of told, go. Uh, yeah. In Final Fantasy, it's kind of similar, but the context clues with Final Fantasy are very obvious. Like in Final Fantasy One, like you're dropped right outside of the city, so you're very, you're kind of expected to go up into the city and then go talk to the king. And literally, once you enter the city, you cannot leave until you talk to the king. They they will fucking usher you to the castle to talk to the king. <laughs> So, after that, you're given more direction. Like, oh, go, you know, in this direction to get to the Chaos Shrine, save my daughter, come back. We'll build a bridge, go north. And then you go north, you find a town, and then from there you're kind of directed, hey, kind of go go to the elves, and you find your way over to the elves. So you're given a lot more direction in Final Fantasy. Uh, in this game, you're kind of plopped down and told general, maybe landmarks here and there, or just straight up cardinal directions, like go east along the mountains till you hit a cave. Okay. But the story is barely there. In fact, I literally could not get the like Star Wars esque fucking you know, title crawl that happens because it zoomed by so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking at it and I, I even like restarted it once just to see like was it like something I did like why why does it just go by so fast all I was able to pick up was the mana tree is like at a mountain and that's all I got yeah and I, then I I experienced the same shit with Zelda yeah then then you just kind of are dropped in the story fighting this like 
beast. So you're just going to have to grapple with the controls, trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. And you'll basically the the key to a lot of bosses is just kind of strafe around them until they die. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards you escape, and then you're kind of given hints. Like one guy who tells you this before you, he dies is just like, "Hey, um, go find this knight, maybe." And then you also hear someone talking about this maiden that's you know the key to the mana tree or whatever. And you're like, okay, so knight and maiden, let's figure this shit out. So you literally just wander around the map until you bump into the maiden, and then with her in tow, you have to find your way to a waterfall, climb the waterfall, and then you'll find uh, the knight whose house is just like on a cliff by a waterfall. He'll direct you to go to a town, uh, but to get there, you have to go along the mountain. And you'll go into a cave, and the cave's blocked, so you need a mavic. And then once you get to the other side, there should be a town somewhere. And that's usually the problem, is that the direction goes all the way up until after you get through a cave, and then they'll just be like, it's somewhere. It's somewhere over there. Only eventually mm-hmm. will you actually get, like, direction. <laughs> yeah. The game is also a two-party system. So the party is just two people most of the time. It's you... Uh, well, at the very beginning of the game, you name your character, like the main character, and then the maiden. Those are the two people that you you name at the very beginning, and then you go. The maiden gets kidnapped frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, early on, you're going through, and you're just kind of bumbling your way around, and you come across, a, like, a castle. And you go in, and they're like, hey, you know, we welcome one, you know, travelers and shit. So, just kind of go ahead and take a nap if you want, but don't. Don't, don't go in this... Don't go to the West Wing. Stop it. <laughs> uh, then you go to sleep. Uh, she gives you the cure spell. Uh, because that's pretty much her what her main uh, use was. Is you would just like hit the talk button and she would heal you. And then you would just kind of... You go to sleep and then she um, gets kidnapped. So to save her you have to kill some lizards. Get a key. Go to a peat cellar. Get a mirror. Reveal that the... The butler is a werewolf. Kill the butler. Go through the castle. What the fuck? Yeah. Get her. Which she's in like a casket in the basement. So you get her. Walk back out. And then the lord of the manor. A guy named Kent. Turns out to be a vampire. You kill him. And then you fuck off. Damn dude. Yeah but all of that was so that you could actually get the tools to actually progress through the game. Because going through the peat. Uh, seller, you get I think an axe or, uh, I think you buy that well you, you get um, a sickle and a flail for sure which is like the the main ways that you get across troublesome terrain mm-hmm. and shit but yeah it, it mm, it's, a, it's a little bit rough uh, I also don't really like how it does party members because like I said it's only two party members uh, the, the main one kind of the main one, the maiden. Like I said, gets kidnapped. Then you come across a guy that looks like um, a red mage, like a Final Fantasy red mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does fire spells. Uh, but he is so fucking useless that you're just... like The whole point of him being there is that going through the, the peat cellar, there are monsters that can't be killed by attacking them. They have to be killed by magic. 
at this point, the only magic spell you have is Cure. So you're just standing around as this guy's fucking running around the room. Because <laughs> that's all the other party member does is just fucking run around the room. And then every once in a while, they'll just, like, lightly spit out a spell. Or, in other characters' cases, do an attack. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> so, like, you're standing around hoping that he'll eventually hit the three enemies in the room. So that you can maybe get the XP or, you know, not worry about getting slapped as you're going through the room. Nah, that sounds frustrating. Yeah. There's also, like, it's... The story's fairly weak. It's, it's like a very stereotypical story, you know. Boy, safe maiden, old knight. There's literally a character called the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not exactly something that you go to for like suspense shock and horror or anything like that it's it's very basic yeah I'm, um, when when did it come out exactly uh let's see the original game i believe let me check i think it was like 1996 yeah i mean at the check. at that time like games like that were pretty big yeah but the the problem sorry 1991 hmm yeah, but the problem is, like, by that time, you already had a lot of things. You had Final Fantasy, you had Zelda, you had all these. So when you have something that's kind of doing both bad, it kind of falls a little bit flat. And overall, the scores here aren't aren't bad. It's 4.1 out of 5 from Google Play, 4.1 out of 5 from Apple Store, and the 66 Metacritic. So, I mean, that's about what I'd rate it. It's just, you know, it's not something that I would actively seek out. Yeah. Like, if I had nothing else, like, say I was on a road trip or something, and it was, like, all I had, yeah, I'd play it. It's, it's definitely a game that you can hop into, go r- running around for a few screens, slapping shit, and hope that you eventually get, you know, through to other things. It's also really short. It's only, like, you know, about ten hours at most. How far you think you got on it? Uh, if I'm going by the guide I was looking at, uh, about a fourth of the way through. Oh, the guide's ridiculous, dude. It's, oh. So I, I was trying to use the guide as little as possible. It was mostly just to get a better direction than just east. But oh. this guide, to help explain better than just east, uh, since it's similar to, like, Legend of Zelda and it's, like, panels... Uh, this is how it goes. So here's a a sampling. So, Megapede, use Chain and Cure, aim for the head. When he is defeated, you got, uh, and you got the chest, uh, Watts takes the silver, which it was actually the mithril, uh, to the dwarf cave. To go there, go right, down, 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 left, go in the cave. Down, talk to Watts. Buy all the mithril stuff. Gaia won't let you in if you don't have all the mithril stuff. Uh, exit the cave. Go up, left, up, up. Go in the Gaia, sorry, the Gaia cave. Uh, left, down, down. Go in the stairs. Watch what happens. So, that, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I also am not a terrible, terribly big fan of the main character's uh, design. 
Uh, he has like that stereotypical anime hair that looks like like he got slapped in the face with a pie. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me look this up. Yeah. Let's see this. Adventures of Mana? Yeah, the Adventures of Mana. You should be able to see it pretty good in like the third picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's just stereotypical anime fucking pie to the face kind of hair. <laughs> Wait, is, is this really what the game looked like? Uh, th this is what the yeah the one that I was playing looked like, like the PS Vita one. Yes, that is very cartoony. It is, but it is, you know, an adaptation of the Game Boy Advance, so it it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. the The best thing I could kind of take it as like a proto. Uh, Link to the Past remake. Because mm -hmm. you'll, you'll kind of remember what the Link to the Past remake looks like. Yeah. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, any other questions about about the game? So is it is it turn-based? Did you mention that? Uh, I kind of did. I lightly touched on it. So, no. It, it's very similar to, like, Legend of Zelda, where you just kind of run around and slap them with your sword. Yeah. Okay. Until they die. Um, it even has a similar thing to Legend of Zelda, where, like... You, where in, like, Legend of Zelda, you, you if you have full health, you have, like, a special sword beam thing. Yeah. Uh, in this, if you just charge up your bar, you have, like, a sword beam you have a, a special attack that tends to happen. Uh, most of which are mostly harmless. Like, with the basic sword, it's like a sword beam. With the axe, you just chuck your axe. Um, but with the mithril sword, uh, you do a like a couple of different things, I think depending on how charged it is. Like, one thing is you just spin endlessly uh, around until everything's dead. And then eventually you stop. Mm -hmm. And another one is you just kind of bounce from edge to edge of the screen a few times until things die. Okay. Yeah. Overall, I, I think it's okay. Fairly inoffensive. I probably agree that it's about a 6 to a 7, maybe, out of 10, if I were to grade it that way. And this one's the prequel uh, to Trials of Mana, right? Uh, yeah, so it's the first game in the series, and I can't remember, let's see, Mana, video game series, so it goes, so it goes Final Fantasy Adventure, which is this one, then it goes Secret of Mana, then Trials of Mana, then Dawn of Mana. And then the mm. spin-offs, which are Legend of Mana, Children of Mana, Friends of Mana, Heroes of Mana, Circle of Mana, Rise of Mana. And then there's some remakes. Jesus, what the hell? Yeah. The remakes, Sword of Mana, which is a remake of the first game. Adventures of Mana, also a remake of the first game. Secret of Mana, a 3D remake of Secrets of Mana. Or Secret of Mana. And then 
a 3D remake of Trials of Mana. And I think there's also... I, know, I think Legend of Mana is like the most recent release. Oh no, it, so yeah, then I believe there's also Legend of Mana re-release that's actually coming out. No, it came out in, uh, in June. But yeah. Uh, that is way more than I thought that they would have. Yeah, it's a it's a fairly long running series, and I believe overall a lot of a lot of people are kind of lukewarm on this series as a whole. Like it, it's not terrible, but mm-hmm. it's just like meh. I, I I would like to try the other mono games, but it's kind of hard to get them. <laughs> yeah, because they I believe end up kind of. Yeah, like, I can't play Secret of Mana. Because it's on fucking Switch. <laughs> so. Of course. Yeah. It was as part of the collection of Mana. A full 3D remake was released in February 2018. Oh, so, so it actually might be available on PS4. PS Vita and Microsoft Windows. So I'll have to take a look and see what I can find to see if I can get the second game. And Trial of Mana. Let's see. That's also on PS4. Dawn of Mana. I don't have any hope of playing yet because that's stuck on the PS2. And Legend of Mana I could also play. Okay, so I could see about getting them all. It's just... They they all have very similar titles. (laughs) Yeah. It really seems hard to keep track of it. Yeah, at least with Final Fantasy, you know where you stand. Final Fantasy 1, good. Final Fantasy 2, good. Yeah, games that don't have, like, title, like, numbered titles, just confusing. Yeah, I mean, unless they have, like, some other way of, like, telling you, hey, this is, this is not the first one. The same, what it seems. Uh... I think other than that, uh, that, that's that's all I got. I'm interested in the other games. I might take a look at them sometime. Maybe for an episode. Do you plan on playing more of this one? Um, yeah. Bit by bit, I think. it's that, Like I said, it's not one that I would go to by default. Yeah. Like, I think in my line of games... Because it's not that long, so I, I, I'm not too against just like picking it up here and there but I think I would have to really force myself to kind of play it you know yeah like if you were determined enough to play the other ones and understand what's going on yeah like I don't think they're connected I think similar to Final Fantasy or the Legend of Zelda games they're not really directly connected yeah so I don't think it entirely matters. The main thing I would like to see is like the evolution of the series, similar to Star Ocean, where the first game's kind of frustrating. I'm very curious to see what happens, like how the game series evolves. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah, no, I get so, that. I, I get yeah, we'll, the same we'll way see. with some, some games. Yeah. Like, I mean, for example, 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, which perfect transition since I'm, I'm out of my notes for Adventures of Mana. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Legend of Zelda. About how far do you think you got through it? Oh, God, dude. I... <laughs> I spent, like, two hours last night just yeah. mindlessly walking around the world, not getting shit done, because I, <laughs> I never really figured out where to go. Yeah? And then, like, finally I found level one. <laughs> I found level one, the first dungeon, which is like that tree area. Yeah. And after I found that, I was like, oh my god, finally, something's going on. And, of course, like, this is like original RPGs. Like, this is what RPGs got their roots from, basically. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's like, fun, um, it's like Legend pop. of Zelda is like, it is like the granddaddy RPG. At yeah. least... In with actual like graphics, which like, which makes sense now though, because like, it's a legitimate role playing game. Like it just throws you in this world, and you just gotta be the character and figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah, which I'm not very good at. Like it's it's fun. I love this game. I love the Zelda series, but my god, it took me forever to reach level one. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then after I found that, like I. I kept dying in the world. It's not even that hard, but some enemies catch me off guard, and it's frustrating. And then, yeah, and then especially... it sends you all the way back to the beginning, and then you have to fucking yeah. fight your way all the way back to the dungeon. Like you don't even start at the beginning of the dungeon; you start like the first fucking area. 
Yeah, I think that that's definitely one of the merciful things that Adventures of Mana had is that it does do an autosave checkpoint system. Yeah. So, like, I'm able to, like, oh, no, I died at this boss. Like, when it first happened, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I was like, what's, wh- where's it going to put me? I haven't saved in ages. What's happening? But then I saw it continue. I was like, okay, please, 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 hit. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I found it really fun just, like, going around and just fighting enemies and just adventuring through the world. And you can tell, like, certain areas are supposed to be harder than other ones. Like Death Mountain, all, yeah. all the way at the top. Yeah. <laughs> I had troubles in those areas. And, like, there's no story going on at all. Yeah, I believe most of the story was in in the manual. <laughs> yeah, which is just gather the Triforce, battle the evil save the princess yeah what more do you need yeah and like that that's the foundation <laughs> of RPGs most RPGs these days like like for yeah. like for example the mana series like Adventures of Mana like you got the girl you got the adventure you got the hero yeah the only thing that like it didn't take from either was the collect the shit idea like legend of zelda has you know collect the triforce yeah uh final fantasy one has light the crystals so like adventure of the mana it doesn't have that it doesn't have like the kind of overarching goal it's just kind of bumble your way from story point to story point (laughs) yeah which, which in turn is, like, really shitty because you want to start a game, like, having some sort of, like, inspiration to move forward. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess in The Legend of Zelda, it doesn't really tell you you're searching for the Triforce. Yeah. You just kind of find a sword an old man gives you, and then, like, like I said, like, it took me two hours to find level one. And a- after I got to the the dungeon like I finally decided to look up a guide because I wanted to actually yeah. make some good progress in the game for once that, that's what I find with a lot of old games like if you need to it's fine to look up a guide like that's part of the reason why I looked up a guide because just a lot of times especially in Adventure of Mana I will go to the wrong place like I'm, I'll go to the place that I'm supposed to go after I go somewhere else yeah. Like, in Adventure of Mana, I went to... I went to the Dwarf Cave before I went to the the Mithril Cave. Whoops. That... Or I went to the Peat Cellar before I even had the key to the Peat Cellar or the idea that it was a Peat Cellar. Yeah. And then, like, uh, for items in Legend of Zelda, like, you can find any of the items like at any point Mm. so like there's actually a way that you can get all of like like the bombs and you know the upgraded shit before level one which i thought was really cool of course i couldn't find them but (laughs) (laughs) i i like that they give you that like the option like you're actually like in this world doing what you want and you have these options to 
get these items if you so please before you do anything. Yeah. Which is like a really cool RPG aspect, I think. Yeah. It's nice. But yeah, like seeing how like playing the newer Zelda games and then going back to this one for this episode mm. is like it changed so much. Like Breath of the Wild is insane compared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that is definitely a comparison to to be made. <laughs> and now now we're about to have Breath of the Wild two. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, that I believe counts as the third direct sequel, I think. Technically. To Breath because of the Wild? No. Well, I'm kind of, but no. Um, so you have The Legend of Zelda 1 and The Legend of Zelda 2. Yeah. Those are directly connected. Then you have Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, no, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. And, like, Wind Waker is connected to Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. So I guess it would be the fourth. Yeah. Slash fifth. Because I believe Spirit Tracks is also part of that. Don't forget the uh, Age of Seasons and everything, too. Oh, yeah, the Oracle and Age of Seasons. Yeah, which I think is connected to Minish Cap, but I'm not too sure. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I do know that Oracle and Age, I don't think technically count, because I believe that was when they were trying to do a Pokemon thing. No, I actually think those games were connected to uh, A Link to the Past. I don't know. I think on the timeline, those, those flip around all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the book that actually describes the timeline, but... Yeah. Then, uh, but you know, I, never mind. But I know, I like... said a stupid thing. <laughs> I know, like, the overall origin is Skyward Sword. Yes, that's the main main thing. Which which I want I want to talk about on one of these episodes. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna like space these out because they're long. Oh yeah, no. They're long games, and I want to have more time to play them. Yeah, that's because I did not get a lot of time to idea. play this one, unfortunately. Well, of course, last week we didn't really decide what your game was going to be at the time and it literally only came to me like the next day or the day after that yeah. where I was like oh yeah you, you, this is very similar to that so go maybe this do you have access to it well and like the other thing is is like once you suggested The Legend of Zelda I still wasn't fully set on it though like I was like mm. still looking around for another game I might want to do because yeah. because I knew that this game was going to like, I have never really stepped foot into it before, so it would take me a while, which it did. Yeah, I've only yeah, I've only ever stepped foot into it, like, a couple of times, because I have it uh, as part of the GameCube, like, it's like the Master Collection or whatever. Oh, yeah, I know Something what you're like talking about. It's the collection. It's, it's the, it has Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Legend of Zelda 1, Legend of Zelda 2, and then a demo for Wind Waker. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. Wind Waker is one that I'm gonna have so much fun doing. Oh yeah. You'll, you'll be you'll be having a ball. Uh but let's see. just like just my overall like opinion of it though is like I love the aspect of this. 
like the original Legend of Zelda where like it just throws you into this world you have like some rough idea what you're doing but it's just it's all like your choices like you are role playing this character yeah it is one of those nice kind of seeing where a series originates kind of thing and of course like the the style of it is like so cool and retro and yeah playing it now in like 2022 is pretty fun <laughs> yeah I, I i would really like to actually like play it on the an actual nes that would be nice i think the closest i can get is on the gamecube sadly yeah nes's are so expensive they're so expensive and like not the then, mini ones but the actual ones and then getting a copy of legend of zelda ugh, you'd have to sell your left arm and then you'd have to get like a crtv for it to actually look decent well that that i'm fine with i i have a crt to, to fuck around with yeah Uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about uh, in regards to Zelda? Mm, not really. Never? Yeah, that's fair. I, I, this game is kind of like overdone a lot. Yeah. But I've never actually played it. I, I mean, yeah, I, I I do want to like beat it, so I'm gonna like over time step into it. Actually, yeah. actually like continue with the guide and because I think it would be cool to say that I actually beat the original Zelda. That would be cool. Which I know, I think, which I know, is funny to a lot of people who probably have like years and ages ago. But yeah, I like the idea, but it always looks very intimidating to me, and I I have trouble going into games where you kind of know you're going to need a guide. Yeah, but like with at least the Final Fantasy games, like a lot of them, I'll I'll dip into a guide every once in a while, but for the most part. I can just go. It'll tell me most of the stuff along the way. You might get stuck every once in a while, but otherwise, you can kind of intuit most of it. Legend of Zelda, a lot of times, is not intuitive fully. I I mean, I give kudos to the people that when it first came out, like, there was no guides. Yes, I believe... The most they had was a map that came in the box. Yeah. But that map is still not enough to go off of, you know? Yeah. Other than that, like, there is some, like, intuitive stuff, like, oh, you know, fire, you can burn bushes. Bombs, you blow up rocks. That kind of thing. But, but, but like, that, that sparked them to be, to throw bombs at every rock they saw, and... Like, actually, like, yeah. use the world and, like, figure out what to do, and then they would write it down. And Yeah. That's basically, like, the birth of guides, almost. It kind of. Yeah, it was, it was a pre-internet time, so the best you got was you had to, you had to write, make the map yourself. Yeah. And once, once internet kind of became more mainstream, then you would get those, like, deep, dark forums where... You have the ASCII art and shit <laughs> with the guides. Yeah. Good old times. Like, actually, finding a guide for Adventures of Mana was a bitch. Really? Like a good guide? or Pretty much almost any guide. Like, so when I was having some trouble with the, the Kent Castle, or the Kent Manor, um, I looked up a guide, and all I f- could find was those, like, 
typed out Word document-esque fucking, like, guides. And I was like, this game's not that old. <laughs> what the hell? Then, and there was only, like, three of those. Um, and then you could get some information about what you're supposed to do if you looked up the specific area. Mm-hmm. And then you could go to the wiki, and the wiki would have, like, a, a basic, like, oh, you know, the character does this, this, and this to, to go over here and it's like oh, okay that, that that makes sense <laughs> yeah but yeah like I don't know why but there's like almost no good written guides for Adventures of Mana except for like again the one that I read out earlier in the episode where it's just like right up up left up down <laughs> I mean honestly maybe it's because the game was just so initially dry that people didn't want to take the time to go in depth with it yeah, I can kind of see that. Because, like you said, it's like a, it's like a six. A, yeah, a lot of people a, a lot like of people six. see a rating of six and they're like, "No, it's probably not a good game." Yeah, and then you look at like the original Final Fantasy. You you can find oodles of guides for it. You can find tons of guides for Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Eight. You know the, the good PS One ones. Yeah, and like in those like, games, I, it, there was a lot going on all the time. Like on my phone, I actually have a, a tab set aside in my uh, my Google Chrome specifically for like video games and game guide stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, so like, I have eleven tabs open there. I have how long is like how long to beat open, so I can just kind of search how long to beat certain games. Yeah. Then I have Chrono Trigger, uh, Final Fantasy. S- which one is this? Final Fantasy Nine, um, Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight. I think Final Fantasy One's in here, and then some like minor stuff for specific bits. But for the most part, again, those games are fairly intuitive. It's just I like to have them open to see how how far I have to get through the game and also like things I need to do and I think I still technically have yet to actually beat a fucking Final Fantasy game damn not even 15 I have not beaten I technically have not beaten 15 I mean technically you I beat Final Fantasy 7 yeah. remake but that's still not really a full game true I mean you're pretty close with but... 9 right yeah, I have like a disc and a half. Maybe you should try that one first because you're pretty close. I'm pretty close. I'm chugging my way through, <laughs> bit by bit. I'm also like right at the end of Final Fantasy X as well. I keep getting stuck on that one. Yeah, it's so hard. Too. Like towards the end of the game. Yeah, and then I'm near the end of the first disc of Final Fantasy VII. I'm nowhere near the end of Final Fantasy VIII. I'm, like, very beginning of that. I haven't even played it. Yeah. Final Fantasy One. I've gotten close a couple of times, but I keep having to restart it. That's fair. Final Fantasy II I haven't touched. Final Fantasy III I haven't touched. Final Fantasy IV I've played a bit. Final Fantasy V I've played a bit, and I enjoy. Final Fantasy VI I haven't really touched. Twelve I'm decently far in. I've I've beaten 
I beat the boss that I was stuck on, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, let me think. 13 I haven't touched yet. 14 I've touched a bit. You can't really beat that near. one, though. I mean, you kind of can. I mean, you can beat the main scenario quest, but the game never really ends after yeah. that. Well, yeah. Because uh, they keep adding 15, more. 15, I got to the final boss rush, and then I was underleveled. So. <laughs> so, whoopsies. Like, where I'm at right now, like, I'm very because I restarted the game. I'm very early on in it. And I, like, I'm, I believe before you get your car taken from you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm very early on in, in it. Uh, and I've already gotten up to the level I was. Actually, I think I've actually passed the level I was uh, when I was at the end game the first time I played it. Oh, yeah. So if you continue, so, you should be good. Yeah, I should theoretically be able to blow through it. But at the same time, I'm trying to do as many side quests as I can. Yeah. I love 15. It's uh, such a good one. I, I really enjoy it. I'm excited to see what they do with 16. So excited. I need the news. Yes. Looks so good. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment which is uh what you playing what else did you play uh i've been i've been trying to play elden ring mm. have you made any more progress on the on that boss no i i stopped trying i'm just trying to grind now mm. nice uh a little update i've still been playing pokemon arceus oh nice filling that pokedex up real nice it's real relaxing. Nice. It's real relaxing. Um, Which is your favorite Pokemon to have with you right now? Uh, so my favorite Pokemon ever are Umbreon and Espeon. Mm. And there's a reason for that is nostalgic from Pokemon oh, yeah? from Pokemon Coliseum. Those two Pokemon follow you mm. around, and like I just kind of like got a love for them. And I found out that you can get them in Arceus, and that was the first fucking thing I did. <laughs> so nice. now they're they're always in my team. So now I'm trying to get I mean, hey. I'm trying to get the rest of the eons like Vaporeon and Leafon mm. Leafeon and shit like that. Yeah. But my favorite Pokemon I have a few. Like I I'm not super into the series and whatnot, but I mean of course I like the the fire cat. Yeah, yeah. It's adorable. Um, yeah. But, um, I love the sand dial. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was like, I got sick of the sand dial because, uh, I think, I think black, version black, it, yeah. it's like one of the starter Pokemon that you come in contact with and like, it was just a tedious, tedious, I like, know. route of just sand dials and I got sick of them. Well, I haven't had the displeasure of fighting them endlessly. <laughs> I just remember, I think it was you, had like a stuffed toy of a sand dial. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I just love the design of it. Because, you know, I like I like reptiles and lizards and shit. So, 
Yeah. So, I just like, and like it has its mouth like permanently open and not like a kind of look. I, I forgot that oh. I had that. Yeah, I also love Squirtle. Squirtle's ah, awesome. Squirtle's great. I love Charmander. Oh yeah, Charmander's good too. And Charizard, the evolution. Yeah. And of course, I cannot, you know, list my favorite Pokemans without talking about Meowth. <laughs> Meowth is so cool. Fucking love Meowth. I, I'm I, I, I'm hoping Meowth is in Arceus because I haven't come across one yet. I believe he should be. Like I, uh, what was it? I made sure I had a Meowth on my team, uh, for Pokemon Ultra Sun. So nice. <laughs> like I, I just have a Meowth. I'm like I'm gonna fucking have a Meowth. Damn it. <laughs> At some point, I want to go back and play, uh, like. Version Black and Soul Silver, because I miss mm. I miss those ones. Those were fun. Yeah, actually, I think they uh, they might have. No, maybe not. Well, I, I was gonna say maybe they re-released it for the Switch. Well, I own them for the DS. That too. So I could just yeah. I could just whip out the old 3DS and play them. Yeah. Well, uh, since you did an update on Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, I guess I can do my update on Strangers of Paradise. <laughs> How far have you gotten? So, I did a couple of more missions. Um, I got a better feel for the combat. Um, couple, came across a couple of... I, I'm going to have to guess that they're glitches. Because I was not going normal. through to... So... I was going through to try to, like, suit up the new character I got at the end of the first mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since she wasn't in my main party, she was just fucking invisible. So I, I couldn't... Because you're only allowed to have two uh, additional party members, which I think is a little bit silly. Seeing as... I think there's, like, a maximum of five playable characters. Yeah, what the fuck? So... So it's a little bit odd, but I also understand because they wanted to, I think, make it simpler for multiplayer because your two party members can be occupied by people. And they also, it's supposed to be a Souls-like, so it's supposed to be hard. So having five people running through some narrow hallways would be a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, come on, it's like one extra person. <laughs> But for some reason in the menus, she was invisible. I didn't know why. So I put her in my party. She became visible. I was like, cool. Then Ash became invisible. But then eventually became visible again. No clue why. What the Fucking... <laughs> so I can only assume it was a bug. Um, and... The, the... You get a shit ton of armor. All the goddamn time. But a lot of the times, it only fits on you. <laughs> so, like, you'll have, like, 30 pairs of pants, but you can't put it on any of your other characters because they're not the right class or whatever to wear the fucking pants. <laughs> so I had a, a very awkward moment. Well, yeah, no, seriously. Like, I had a very awkward moment where I was dressing up Neon, like in as optimal clothing as I could 
and you get so much like upgrades constantly that you'll be constantly switching out your fucking armor. <laughs> but for some reason, none of the like thirty pairs of pants I had, she could wear. So she was running around without pants. <laughs> so she had like this this big hoodie thing. They kind of had like a flare out, almost undershirt like thing, and no pants. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it doesn't help that like the main thing that she like starts with is like a sailor fucking outfit. Oh, God. Like, like stereotypical middle school fucking girl high. Uh, fucking. Words. That is kind of Uniform. strange. That's the words. Yeah. Strange, strange as a paradise. Yeah, but the thing is, she's not the only one that had trouble finding pants. Fucking Jed, for the longest time, I couldn't get a pair of pants for the goddamn guy because none would fit on him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was, it was a pain. It was a little bit of a pain. And then switching through weapon classes is a little bit tedious. Like, you kind of feel like you need to, especially if you want to unlock the the further down um, weapon classes. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you want to have a warrior, you need to have um, a marauder max leveled up to the warrior thing, and you have to have the great sword or swordsman leveled up to the to the warrior thing. So, you spend a lot of time just running around with an extra lower leveled thing, trying to you know level up. Yeah. And the more I progressed, the more I definitely felt like it was supposed to be a bigger game. Because a lot of the quote unquote missions are just cutscenes. Hmm. So the mission directly after you finish the first one is just the cutscene that in the original game would have been the king saying. Thank you. I will now build the bridge for you. Instead, it's just cool. You got a new person. <laughs> Go north. Find the city. Because he was like, "Sweet, now you fit the prophecy enough. Here we go. Here's the prophecy. Have fun." What the hell? Yeah. And then the next mission after that is just a cutscene of them crossing the bridge. And then recreating the intro to the first Final Fantasy game. <laughs> and then the next mission after that is you enter a town that you don't get to explore. And pretty much you come up across a kid that's like, ah, fuck you. You guys killed my dad. <laughs> and then we're this is like, what? He's like, the king sent off the guy to fucking fight chaos and he died. I was like, that's not our fault. Chaos is the ultimate bad guy. It's fine. Uh, then the kid's just like, okay, mayor's dead as well. We're ruled by pirates now. What the, dude, what the hell? What is going yeah. on? What is going on in that game? It's because they're trying to expand, but at the same time, compact the original game it's so weird yeah but 
Because in the original game, literally, you just explore that town, and then you just come across a fucking group of pirates in, in an alleyway, beat the shit out of them. They're like, sorry, take our ship. We'll be good. <laughs> like, that's how it is in the original game. But in this, he's like, this town's now ruled by pirates. They, they, they're in the cave that way. And then it, like, cuts. And then when it comes back, I guess now we're going into the cave. <laughs> we explore a cave. It's a very pretty cave, but it's just a cave. Nothing special. Yeah. Then you beat the pirate guy, and he's like, okay, you you have thwarted me. Now go to the Dark Elves. From there, good luck. <laughs> so you, you go to the Dark Elf place. And like, so in the original game, the pirates just give you their ship, and you just take it whenever you want and wherever you want. Yeah. Uh, in in this, he like personally takes you there to the fucking door of the place, and then says, "Well, good luck." Adios. And then leaves. <laughs> like he literally says, "Like, um, yeah." So just like go talk to the guy. He should be able to help you with the crystals, maybe. Um, good luck getting to him. And then fucks off. <laughs> That's silly. Uh, but yeah, it, it just feels like a lot of these things would have been more naturally integrated as you explored. Or, like, would have automatically triggered after a mission. But instead, for some reason, they've decided to, like, break it up so much. Like, it could have very easily, like, you go through the first mission, you're done, cutscene, 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 select the next mission. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. But no, they decided to make the fucking cutscenes missions that don't give you XP or anything. So they're very pointless. Uh, but overall, that's kind of all... I had a bit where I kind of lost a decent chunk of progress and I was just like uh, so I put it down for the rest of the day you just kind of lost it yeah I mean, it's, again it's fun it's a nice like thing to kind of go through it's very satisfying a lot of times you'll just accidentally fucking run into a stupidly strong enemy in fact that's part of the reason I set down set it down because so when I was exploring the pirate caves, for example, mm-hmm. I I was kind of exploring. I was like, oh, cool. Like, So behind these crates is like a whole other path. So I go follow that path and I take a take a right, go up a different path. And then I walk into a room and almost like smash my face straight into a fucking tonberry. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, and God. Like, ran my way back out to, you know, more tactfully take care of it. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> and got lucky next level I'm just exploring and once again smash my face into a fucking tonberry this time the tonberry wasn't so forgiving and hits me with a spell that just drained my health immediately and sent me back super far I was like nice I'm good for the day (laughs) but yeah other than that uh, what else I've been playing I've I just today uh, installed GTA 5 
the, on the P- PS5 version. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, it has a main menu now, which is cool. Does it, really? Yeah. So, like, you boot it up, and then you have the option to go online or story. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was able to transfer my online over. I was not able to transfer my story over, so I have to start from scratch again. I only realized after I had deleted my PS4 version of it, and I was downloading the PS5 version, I was like, damn it, I forgot to upload my fucking story progress. Shit. Ouch. Yeah. But what was even more confusing, so I hopped into the online, and I was so confused. Because I was underground. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where the fuck am I? And it was a bunker I bought, but I hadn't actually gone to. So for some reason, it spawned me in the bunker. Huh. And I had a hell of a time figuring out where I was, how to get out. And the entire time, like I was getting calls from like my other businesses. Like The guy that was running the nightclub was, was like, Dude, you're wasting like all the underground space. Have your guys start storing shit there so we can sell it. And I was like, I would if I could find out where the fuck I am. <laughs> like, hell, I went... He was like, you know, get on a computer and do the thing. I was like, fine, I'll take a look at it. Went to the computer, but the session was... Already had enough businesses, like VIPs, set up. Yeah. So I, I couldn't do shit. Um, then I eventually worked my way out. I was like, okay, cool. I'm out. I'm free. Then I, I, you know, got in a plane, fucked about for a bit, sniped. I, I was also trying to figure out, like, oh, you know, are the graphics terribly better? Meh. Like, you probably won't notice the difference between the PS4 and the PS5 version, to be honest. That's kind of unfortunate, like, but... Well, that's the thing. The jump between each version is getting smaller and smaller. So, like, from PS3 to PS4 was a good big leap. From PS4 to PC was also a decent-ish leap. Yeah. But not quite as big of one. And then you go from PC slash PS4 to PS5, it's just kind of... It's just kind of the same. Like, it's 4K now. It has HDR. It runs pretty smooth. It, It does load quite fast. Like, I died and respawned... Like, almost instantly. So, that was nice. Hell yeah. Um, the initial loading into online took maybe two, three minutes. So, nowhere near, like, the five minutes of sitting there kind of thing. So, it's better. It's just a very marginal change. Like, a lot of the, the character models and everything are still barely different than the PS3 versions. That's so, crappy. Oh well. Yeah, then I went to... Because I had a, a spark of hope when I went over to um, the story, because it said continue story. I was like, ah, cool, so maybe it auto-recognized like, my, my save file or something. Clicked it, and it was just like, North Yankton. I was like, fuck. <laughs> had to start over again. Oh well. Hopefully it doesn't have any massive game-breaking bugs. 
We'll see. Oh, and then I played some Minecraft. But uh, Minecraft pretty much immediately gave me a middle finger and said, yeah, you're not doing this right now. Wait, when did you play Minecraft? Like a couple days ago. Nice, so did I. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hopped in. And I was like, I, I hopped into my old world. And I was just like, trying to remember, do I have a house in this world yet? Because it's been years since I hopped into it. Yeah. Like, all the biomes were having some trouble, like, mixing, because it's, it's an older version of the game trying to mix with the newer version. So I was like, like you know what? I'm going to delete it. Start again. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do large biomes, because I want to see, see the, like, these new biomes, but big. Fucking load in. It plopped me in the middle of the fucking ocean. So, that was fun. And I was like, you know what? This could be fun. This could be like a unique kind of situation that I can try to you know, get myself out of. Of course, you know, with it being bigger biomes, that means the ocean's bigger, so there's that. Yeah, harder to get through. So, <laughs> yeah. But, luckily, nearby was a sunken ship. Ooh. So I went, looted the sunken ship. I like started like collecting some wood, made like a little platform, and I was... I was weighing up because I had the materials to technically survive kind of like a skyblock situation just like above the ocean mm -hmm. but then I, I was sitting there I was like mm, maybe I should just like I, I harvest some of that boat make a boat and I you know try to find land and of course at the back of my mind there was a small problem just kind of itching there it was like but if you die before you can set up a base, you will be splashed back in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> but I was like, it, it's fine. So I, I built the boat, and I went along. Boy, did I come across so many temples, and I got fucking mining fatigue cursed by one of the, like, floaty, like, the, the ones that look like a puffer fish. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I was like, that's fine booked it came across another ship I was like okay I'll get some more resources from here and then I'll, I'll continue on my way yeah I drowned so <laughs> <laughs> so I was plopped back where I was and I was like fuck I'm not getting any of that stuff back I'm not getting anything so I was just like screw it if I'm gonna do it again I'm just gonna completely restart yeah hopefully I'll get land this time um, another thing I noticed that's kind of neat I don't know when they're doing it or anything but depending on the version you like if you have a version of Minecraft mm -hmm. you're going to get the other version for free really? yeah so if you have the Java version of Minecraft on PC you will get the Bedrock version for free if you have the Bedrock or Windows version um, on PC you'll get the Java version for free I wish I knew that before I bought both of them. I mean, they said that it doesn't entirely matter. Because, <laughs> like, if you have them both, you have them both. Yeah. In fact, they also have, like, a, a bundle option that's coming soon. But the whole idea is that they're going to make the PC version, like, if you make a purchase of a PC version, you'll get both versions. So that's nice. 
Well, uh-huh. hmm. I'm going for a while now. Yeah, I was actually about to move on. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I've done the update. I've done the games. I guess all that's left is to wrap up, actually. So, next week is going to be an interesting one. At least from my end. Uh, because next week starts, for me, a two-week a two-parter thing in which I will be doing Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross uh, in preparation and celebration of the upcoming Chrono Cross uh, remaster that's coming out. Ooh. Yes. There's a reason I planned this. Because <laughs> literally, um, the day we record the Chrono Cross episode is the day that the new Chrono Cross comes out. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, I'm trying to get that SEO, you know, the the relevant clicks. But at the same time, I ended up sacrificing LEGO Star Wars, but that gives me more time to play it, no matter the situation that happens. So that's that's a bonus, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I will be playing Chrono Trigger. And I will uh, be playing Fairy Fencer. Yes. I intend to big asterisk because I do not know the situation that will be coming up in the next week or so but currently I wholly intend to try and stream all of Chrono Trigger on my Twitch Um, it will be the PS1 version on a PS1 and then when I'm done with that I will be moving on to Chrono Cross and try to stream all of that uh, before the Chrono Cross episode and Chrono Cross's release. It's quite a and hopefully quite a leap. Yes, it's it, like I actually have the like how long things up mm-hmm. just so I can kind of do do my math thing. Just try to figure out like okay, so if I spend a couple of days doing this, I, I can do that. Technically, I'll have to do at least, like, four to six hours a day of streaming if I were to do it for only four days. So we'll see. Damn. Yeah. Chrono Cross is worse. Cause, so Chrono Trigger, you're looking at anywhere from 27 hours to 36, give or take. Um... Well, Chrono Cross, you're looking at about 37 to 43 or 65-ish. It's long. It's also a multi-disc game, so that's going to be a bitch to do. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like, I was sitting there wondering, oh, because my whole idea was like, oh, I'm going to use my PS1, I'm going to play Chrono Trigger, and I'm going to play Chrono Cross. You know, hype. Then an idea popped into my head. I was like, I need to stream more. I also need to justify some of the purchases I've made uh, over the past year or so. Yeah, really. So um, so I'm going to stream all of Chrono Trigger using my PS1 through my Elgato. 
so that I can use everything that I have accumulated. <laughs> I also think it would just be kind of fun to try my best to, like, in a week, stream all of a game. I'd say go for it. Same thing with... It's worth a shot. Yeah, I, I, I wholly intend to. The only thing that might get in the way is if I get a job. Because right now, that's the only thing that's up in the air is whether or not I'm getting that. If I do, uh, depending on when I start, could immediately kill that idea. If I don't, which, uh, to be honest, uh, sadly, might be likely. We'll see. Um, I'm just bad at interviews. <laughs> um, then I will. So... The likelihood is I will, but if by some happenstance I actually get the job, then I probably won't, sadly. But I will probably do like a stream or two of it. <laughs> There's a lot of probablys in there. There is. It's, again, it's very up in the air. It's very questionable as to whether or not it'll happen. But regardless, the game I'm playing next week is Chrono Trigger. The game Nathan's playing is Fairy Fencer, right? Yeah. Are you planning on streaming any Fairy Fencer? Uh, if I had it for PC, I would, but just I currently can't really stream my Switch, so. Oh, you have it on your Switch? I do. Technically, I have it on PS3 as well, but I'm not about to hook that up. Yeah, fair enough. So why can't you stream on your Switch? I... Just the way I have my uh, monitor set up and everything, mm. it just it'd be really hard to. Yeah, fair enough. All right, but that should be the episode. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, feel free to rate us uh, how, however you you will on whatever uh, thing you're listening on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I guess not ACAST, because one, our ratings say that no, no one 
that listens to a podcast really uses anything Acast, and Acast is shutting down its uh, podcast listening app to the rage and fury of mostly me, because I guess from the sounds of it, I'm one of the only like people that fucking used the damn thing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like they were like, oh, we're shutting it down because not a lot of people use it, uh, and so that we can focus on, you know, the the make the making side of podcasts. And I was like, cool, but at the same time, like the their making side of the podcast is also heavily reliant on their podcast platform, like their listening platform. Mm-hmm. Like most of the statistics, it's just like, yeah, we can't we can't tell you the the listen length, how, like how long people have listened, because no one's listened to it on Acast. You also have no followers on Acast, etc. I'm just like, okay. But we do seem to have quite a nice variety of listeners around the world, actually, which is really cool. If you would like to write us, feel free to write us at officialrpghangout at gmail.com. If you would like to suggest, say, an RPG uh, Nathan can play, or maybe me. Who knows? I, I got a decent list, but Nathan Nathan needs some stuff. Yes. Give him some really niche shit to play. <laughs> if you would like to check out our things, there's a whole list of that down in the description or the show notes, etc. In which you can go ahead and look at. We have our YouTubes, we've got our I got my Twitter and the show's Twitter. Got our Instagrams. Go ahead, have a ball. That's kind of the main place to look if you want kind of an update um, as to when the episode's up. Also, sadly, uh, I kind of fucked up the tweets uh, this past week. I was trying something. It didn't work. Oh, well. <laughs> you tried. I was trying... I was trying... <laughs> I actually responded to my tweet saying, oh, well, worth a shot. <laughs> Because I was trying to put the, the embedded player in the tweet. Didn't work. Uh-huh. Oh, well. That way people could just listen to it from Twitter. But it it didn't work, so I had to send out extra tweets to like have better like links to, to the audio version of the podcast. So, whoopsies. Oh, well. Uh, but that is our show. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Adios.